Okay. Yeah. That's what I said. That's what I was saying. As long as you do your part in the intro like that. This is exactly how I'm going to do the part in the intro. That's cool. Greetings, creatures. I'm Rochelle. That's oh, that's me. <laughs> okay, let's okay. try this again. <laughs> Greetings, creatures. I'm Rochelle. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Blake. And we are Paranoia Percentage. We're just three girls who are a little anxious about our world. And if you don't know what we do here, we're fascinated by cryptids, conspiracy theories, and pretty much everything weird. You didn't do it in the duck face. I didn't do it. No, I'm going to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Retake. Let's talk about Agatha Christie. Let's do it. I don't know. I don't know much about this. Do you know Uh, who Agatha Christie is? Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Okay. So Agatha Christie was known as the quintessential queen of crime. Uh, She was an English author, prolific in like the 20s 30s 40s that's the only reason that i know her because of literature yeah have you read anything by her no i haven't either (laughs) (laughs) okay i was just an english major so like i know of her but i didn't read her i like only read textbooks so all these like amazing authors and stuff like i don't know any of their work (laughs) reading is all i do all day long every day (laughs) not same All right, so Agatha Christie. <laughs> okay, sorry. Fine. Agatha Christie wrote more than 60 detective novels over the course of her career, as well as 14 short story collections and the longest running play the world has ever known, The Mousetrap. So I should read her detective novels. I love detective mm-hmm. novels. I have quite a few of them. You're welcome to borrow anything. Bet. Okay. So I actually just started reading Agatha Christie this year. I had never read anything on her before. And the reason that I even wanted to get into Agatha Christie novels is because I heard about this story that we're getting ready to get into. Yeah, I'm excited. So if any of you guys uh, like mysteries or crime stories, you probably know at least a little bit about Agatha Christie. You probably at least at least heard of her, right? You know who she is. But did you know that she was once a missing person? I didn't know that until you had told me about it. Mm-hmm. Once a missing person. Mm-hmm. She was once a missing person. Hmm. She was the center of her own mystery novel to, to, to be, you know. Did she like it. actually write it? No, this really happened. Oh, she should have written it though. She should have like done like an autobiography or something. She did write an autobiography. Yeah, but, but she, she didn't, left it out. She left it out. Oh. So this is still a mystery. Oh. She, she was missing for 11 days. She was found. She went on to have an even more prolific career than she'd had up until that point. Probably, but she never talked about what happened. Ah. Pretty cool, right? <laughs> Around 9.30 p.m. on Friday, December 3rd, 1926, Agatha Christie kissed her seven-year-old daughter, Rosalind, goodnight, got in her car, and drove away. Rosalind. Isn't that a pretty name? I love that. Yeah. No one saw her again for 11 days. For those of you watching, yes, I am reading off of my phone. That's why I keep looking down. Uh, I always write my notes on my phone. Deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) They should know that we put our notes on our phone. So she like, she she just like kissed her daughter goodbye. So she was sitting in her armchair at 9.30 p.m. Her daughter's going to bed. She gets up out of the armchair. She goes upstairs. 
kisses her daughter, tells her goodnight, goes back downstairs, goes outside, gets in her car, and drives away. But she took with her, she apparently had already had packed before she left, at least before she, obviously before she left, but at least before she kissed her daughter goodbye, she had already had a little suitcase packed Mm -hmm. up. And she had her fur fur coat? Her fur 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 coat ready to go. (laughs) So she grabbed that on her way out. My face just now just... So when she she kissed her daughter goodnight, Mm -hmm. she already knew she was about to leave. She's like, I gotta go. She did So let's start off by looking at the state of mind that Agatha was possibly in at this point. Shortly before her disappearance, Agatha's mother, Clarissa, had died. Oh. Yeah. So she was very, very close with her mom because her dad had died when she was 11. So her mom had pretty much raised her single-handedly. That's awesome, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, way to step on. We do. So right after Clarissa died is when her husband, Archie Christie, decided to announce that he wanted a divorce wow great timing dude what a, yeah what a great what a great guy yeah. right yeah you want to know why he wanted a divorce why he had fallen in love with his mistress that he wanted to marry her instead. this was disgusting. his secretary who was 10 years his junior that's disgusting yes. isn't it that's disgusting yeah. he fell in love with his mistress a miss nancy neal and you have a daughter you have mm-hmm. a seven-year-old daughter yeah well hadn't they been i i know in that year, they had been like separated and getting back together, mm-hmm. and separating and getting back there, together. There had been a lot of uh, quarreling going was on. Was he and... uh, seeing this mistress during that time, and that's why they kept breaking up and getting back together, or, or did, had they done that before he started seeing his mistress? Mistress. There's not really a definitive answer on that that I could find on how long that him and his mm-hmm. mistress were together. My opinion. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna skip ahead just a little bit. Okay. My opinion, he had to be seeing the mistress through this whole time because I think it was like two, three weeks after Agatha Christie was found from this disappearance, he married Nancy Neal. Oh, like they got a divorce and he got married. That sounds sus. I thought they stayed together. Okay. That sounds sus. No, no. Mm-hmm. No, no. She the, she kept his last name as her pen name. That's why she's known as Agatha Christie. But no, she remarried. That sounds really sus. She married an archaeologist. Her second husband was an archaeologist named named Max Mellowin, who was actually a really, really good dude. Was he like attractive too? Max Mellowin sounds attractive. From what I understand, <laughs> he was a pretty handsome cat. But from what I understand, uh, Archie was a pretty handsome cat too. So, mm-hmm. so Agatha just Agatha had game. She got her some good looking men. And you know what? Good on you, dude. Agatha, teach me. Get it. Teach me. (laughs) Teach me your ways. Insane. I'm good. My dude's pretty handsome. (laughs) My dude don't exist. So. I have rats. How many times? (laughs) How many times on this podcast have I just like gently plugged that I'm single? Okay. Tangent over. I'm sorry. Put a big sign. Single single, and looking. Single, 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 single. (laughs) Hit us up on Facebook. Hit this up on Facebook. (laughs) It, this <laughs> this thing <laughs> this beautiful gorgeous creature don't contact me no. <laughs> no you can hit her up don't contact me don't contact me ever uh wowza blake on pretty much all platforms uh. <laughs> all right so by december uh 1926 agatha christie was already a household name she was already pretty famous her novels were very popular so her disappearance caused a pretty big stir 
Some people thought that it was a publicity stunt, uh, while others actually thought that her husband Archie might have killed her to get her out of the way. That sounds more likely, especially well, considering, like... We know that she was found, yeah, so he obviously still, didn't kill her. Still, like, it would make sense if he did, because he got married to his mistress, like, right two after. to three weeks later. Yeah, like, like, right after. Yeah, it's pretty pretty awful, but... <laughs> that, right. that, that screams, I murdered my wife. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the police started a manhunt, uh, and they actually enlisted two other well-known crime writers to help with the search. Uh, Dorothy L. Sayers, author of the Peter Whimsey novels, which if you're a mystery lover at all, you probably know who that is. Um, I did not know who that was until finding out about this story. (laughs) And I know you're going to know this name, both of you. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the creator of Sherlock Holmes himself. There you go. There you go. I don't think, I don't know if there's anyone who doesn't know who Arthur Conan Doyle is. I don't think there is. Or at least who doesn't know who Sherlock Holmes is. Oh, yeah. If you don't, let us know, because I want to know what rock you... Uh, grew up under. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it did not take the police very long to find Agatha's car. Okay. The next day. It was mm-hmm. the very next morning. It was the very next morning. Uh, it had been abandoned on the edge of a chalk pit with the wheels actually hanging over the edge. Wait. Chalk pit? I thought it was at a lake. There was a lake very close to it, yes. Oh, but it was okay. kind of like on like um almost like a cliff edge type situation. But yes, okay. there, because we're going to get into the lake in a minute. There was a lake. Well, as a pond I think is the appropriate term because it wasn't super big um, but we're gonna get that to a minute I'm assuming we're also gonna get into like how she like willingly got anywhere by herself without a car mm-hmm. yeah we will mm-hmm. okay so <laughs> I'm like uh you had mentioned her uh her packing a suitcase mm-hmm. we know that because they found a suitcase full of her clothes and her fur coat as you said mm-hmm. um do you know if was there anything else that they found in the car do you know uh, all of her identification, her um, main ID or picture ID, mm-hmm. uh, some other card that I don't remember. That's the thing. She left all of this information about her identity mm-hmm. and herself, including her clothes and her fur yep. coat. But she took a bunch of money with her. Yeah, basically like she left her identity behind, but took the money that she would need to perhaps form a new one. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. it's pretty smart. Okay. So it was found hanging over the edge of this chalk pit, the wheels hanging off the edge, uh, no sign really of an accident or anything though. Okay, so since I don't understand, maybe some of our viewers wouldn't either, what's a chalk pit? I don't know. So like, do you, have you heard of a quarry? Yes. Okay, so it's like that. Um, like a place where they, there's like a big pit in the ground where they've been like digging up chalk and Rochelle, yes. come in a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Here, you're like at the there. You go. Okay. Snuggle up, baby. I snuggle up with you. Um, so does that help? Do you need to? Yes, okay. that helps very much. All right, cool. Um, so the discovery was so sensational uh, that it even made the front page of the New York Times, which this is taking place in England. So mm-hmm. internationally, in- international case. case. Well, especially if she was already a well-known writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, she was fairly well-known. She, she wasn't was best-selling well yet, but she she was moderately mm-hmm. famous at that yeah. point. She had already wrote quite a few novels. I don't think she'd written her uh, her play yet. And if Sir Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was trying to find her, mm-hmm. like that's that's a very prolific yeah, author. He actually enlisted the help of some psychics to try and find her too, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of interesting. So. Arthur Conan Doyle was really big into the spiritualism movement at that time. Yeah. No. Um, okay, so at this point, the police are thinking possible suicide because 
here we, here we get into the pond. Near where her car was found, there was a pond, a sort of local landmark known as the Silent Pool. So they're thinking maybe she drowned herself there. I did some research into the Silent Pool. Did you look into this at all? Uh-uh. This thing is super cool, right? Okay. So according to legend, this pond is haunted by the ghost of a woodcutter's daughter. She was supposedly swimming one night when King John, the ruler of England from 1199 to 1216, rode by on his horse, saw her, and forced her into the depths of the water where she drowned. Why? Because he could. King John was not a good dude. Why? Well, most most of the kings of England haven't been good dudes. But Hot sorry, <laughs> sorry, British. <laughs> On December 14th, a banjo player working at a hotel called the Swan Hydro contacted police that he was pretty sure one of the hotel guests staying there was, in fact, Agatha Christie. Turns out he was 100% right. Here's where it gets chilling, okay? Agatha had no memory of who she was, why she left, nothing. So, So she claims, yes. And she claimed that until her dying day. So she had amnesia. She's appeared to have amnesia, yes. She had checked into the hotel using the name Teresa Neal. Now, if you recall, her husband's mistress was named Nancy Neal. Is this a coincidence? I don't think so. So her husband, Archie, rushed to the hotel to collect her, but she wasn't terribly interested in leaving with him. I wonder why. I wonder. (laughs) Agatha never spoke about what happened during her 11 missing days. She went on to write more books, to remarry, like I said, Max um, Mallowan, the architect, or architect, archaeologist. The guy who I'm assuming is hot. Probably pretty hot, yeah. She lived into her 80s. I believe she died at age 85. Oh, good. So the question remains, what actually happened? Her biographer theorized that Agatha was in a psychogenic trance, more commonly known as a fugue state. It used to be known as a fugue state. Mm-hmm. Now it's called disassociative fugue. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah, for those of you who want to look it up, that's what it's called now. Very cool. Um, so the adopting of a new personality uh, based around the identity of her husband, mistress, kind of fits with that deduction. But is that true? Like, could later in life, Agatha admitted that she was, uh, she did become suicidal when her husband announced that he wanted a divorce. So what, did she try to kill herself and then change her mind and go hide out? Did she have a nervous breakdown? Or did, was she, it maybe like, did she maybe like actually like hurt herself, like hurt her head or Possible. something like that and yeah. like had some kind of retrograde amnesia? Or was it her? actually a publicity stunt? We don't know. I mean, that wouldn't make sense to me for it to be a publicity stunt because she never talked about it. Yeah. So and she never think? put it in like any of her biographies or yeah. anything like that. No, she never did talk about it again. So I don't what do you think happened then? Why do you think she disappeared? What do you think? Why didn't Why didn't she remember it? It would make sense for me to for her to have disappeared because of the stuff with her husband. Like mm-hmm. it, it would make sense for that have to have happened. I mean, honestly, like what it's sounding like is that this woman was like real, real depressed. But would be too. the only reason that I can't understand that, like her going off to like herself or something like that because of her daughter. Well, she did say, she said that she, uh, she felt suicidal at that point and that she had attempted and it was like the most shameful thing she ever did because of her daughter. Yeah. Well, because that, that's why it doesn't make sense to me because most of the time, whatever there is a mother who cares about her child, even if she feels suicidal, she's less likely to do it because of her daughter. But the, the brain does do 
really weird things to you yeah that you can't always control i mean especially mm-hmm. if she was in a disassociative fugue state mm-hmm. like that would make sense where she wouldn't really be thinking yeah, of her daughter i have a definition of that so okay. that uh to see if it kind of lines up at least with what she says yeah it is. so the one of the definite there are actually there are a couple different definitions of dis, uh, disassociative fugue but one of them is one or more so in this case one okay. one or more episodes of amnesia in which the inability to recall some or all of one's past and either the loss of one's identity or the formation of a new identity, in this case, Neil, occur with sudden, unexpected, purposeful travel away from home. So Sounds exactly right. That sounds exactly like what she's describing. I did think that it was a publicity stunt because uh, earlier that year in June, she had published that Mm -hmm. that one book, um, The Murder of... Let me see. What was the book? Murder of Roger Ackroyd. Yes. She published that and that one actually hit pretty big. Mm-hmm. It did. But it had not gotten, she had not gotten a bestseller to, to, yet. To, to date, that's still one of her top sellers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she had not gotten a bestseller yet. She was big, but she wasn't huge. And at first I thought maybe that it was a publicity stunt because she wanted to surround herself with international mystery to kind of sell more copies of that book. But after hearing about the other theory about mm-hmm. maybe disassociative you, I think that's the most likely was, personally. Like for me, if it was a publicity stunt, she was a real bad mom. Like because yeah. if you're yeah. really going to put your yeah. child in, like into the hands of your yeah, husband who is leaving you for a mistress, mm-hmm. um, just because you want your yeah. book to become a bestseller, that means you're a real crap mom. After after they got divorced, she got custody of Rosalind. Rosalind didn't really have much to do with her dad as far as I know after that. Yeah. So like leaving her daughter with a man that she, she wouldn't do that. There's a reason though, that I kind of question that though, because part of that is that it's, it's almost like a break. They, they totally separate themselves into a a separate identity, right? Which it seems like she may have done. However, she packed that bag before she she said goodnight to her daughter. If she thought she was a different person, why would she tuck her daughter into bed and say goodnight to her and give her a kiss? Well, it's possible that she intent... Okay. Because in her head, that wouldn't have been her daughter. Maybe it's possible that she was intentionally going to take a few days away to kind of like Mm -hmm. give herself a little bit of a break because she could feel that she was going to break mentally. But then on the way to Mm -hmm. wherever she was going, she she suddenly flipped. And that's why all of her identification was left. That's why all of her like fur coats and everything was left. Because in that moment, all you're thinking of is like, oh, I need to survive, but I don't know who I am. Right. There was um, supposedly a note that she had written to her brother-in-law saying that she was going to a spa for a few days. See, Mm. yeah. But police don't believe that that note is legitimate. Oh. So they think that like somebody else wrote it? Mm -hmm. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? Don't know. It's one of the great mysteries. Are they sure that she took her car by herself? No, not really. No one saw her do it. No one saw so, anything. Like, how did she get? How did she get from her car, abandoned car, to this hotel in a okay. couple towns over? Well, they, she had. You said you said that there was the possibility of getting on the yeah, train. They, was there any uh, proof of, of the, her getting the on the train? The officials guessed that she took a train. They weren't sure. They had one person who had come out and said that they thought maybe they saw her, but there was no confirmation. Mm-hmm. Same with the hotel. 
It is suspected that she was there the whole time, but for some reason, there was no proof that she checked in. So, no. And no one noticed her until the 11th day. Um, no, they, they noticed, uh, that's the thing, in retrospect, they, they believe that they noticed her the whole time playing, playing games with other people in the hotel, dancing, that kind of this stuff. So there, there's a very good chance she was just there the whole time under that other name. Yeah. But yeah, she wasn't officially confirmed until the last day. So theory, hmm. what if... And this is just like a completely like off the wall theory based on the facts that I have been given. (laughs) An educated guess. Um, So what if her husband fed up with not having separated from her yet and wanting to be with Nancy O'Neill or Nancy Nancy O'Neill, whatever her name is. (laughs) I don't like mistresses, y'all. Y'all make me mad if you're listening. Okay. Homeworkers beware. Homeworkers beware. (laughs) Blake hates you. You're remember that one episode you were a homewrecker oh yeah remember true True. she's not actually a homewrecker (laughs) i never know that was that was the keanu reeves thing i never never claimed to like myself anyway anyway. um listen to our conspiracy nuggets episode basically (laughs) basically what if her husband was like so mad that he hadn't separated from her yet that he decided that he was going to make her disappear whether that be murdering her or like giving her a new identity and forcibly making her like leave. It's possible. And right. maybe she could have felt threatened if she had come out and said that. Exactly. It's possible. So then he he packs up all of her stuff like that she would need for like a few days like spa at mm-hmm. somewhere else. And like that's why he like got her forms of identification. Mm-hmm. That's why she had the money to like get a new identity because he was going to make her have a new identity. Honestly, he probably had the capabilities of doing that because he was a colonel in the military. And then mm-hmm. what if he hurt her? Like he hit her over the head or something like that because he was trying to threaten her I more. I don't think they found any evidence of violence on her. Though. Did she have a medical examination? Because like, you can't really know. see That's if there's an injury question. on the head if there's hair. That's a good question. I don't think there was any examination done. I don't think she really allowed for anything. Yeah, so what if she got hit on the back of the head or something like that That's where cool. your hair would cover it if you got injured and then she suffered some kind of amnesia from that yeah, maybe and doesn't genuinely doesn't remember what yeah. her husband did to her and that's how she got from this car to this maybe. hotel there's any number of possible theories and we'll never really know because the only person who really knows is agatha herself and I she might not even know and she might, she not, might not even know. know i believe my theory now uh, <laughs> no other theory is valid. This I'm is kidding. canon now. This, this is, canon. is what happened. This is no longer canon. This is we canon. have no idea. No, absolutely not. It's not like <laughs> I personally know Agatha Christie. We'll probably never know, you know, but it's just a, a cool little mystery of like what happened to her for those 11 days. It yeah. certainly makes her mystery novels a little bit more interesting. Doesn't a it? little bit more interesting. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the percentages that you believe what? Okay, so my percentage that I believe in her story that she just like disappeared and like doesn't remember anything like especially considering she never wrote about it she never talked about it like i'm pretty pretty i'm pretty faithful in that one i'm i'm probably about at like an 85 percent yeah uh, i'm gonna I'm a just say it like i don't even believe very much in my theory <laughs> like i'm probably like a 10 percent on that one yeah um do i think it was a publicity stunt absolutely not like probably like one percent and that's being generous. I agree. I also do not think it was a publicity stunt. Yeah. I think that she was in some sort of, that's okay. If you believe that, you can. That's, yeah, that's I don't know. I, just, I think that she was in some sort of the disassociative state. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm probably about 
80, just, just to be different, I'll say 82%. 82. <laughs> that she was in a fugue state. Yeah. And I, like, 5% possibility that it was a publicity stunt. I just don't see her doing that no. to her child. Yeah, to her child. If, really if like- there was no child in the VIX, absolutely. Publicity stunt. But I think she was a good mother. Yeah, but a child that she, like, actually cared about and yeah. took full custody of yeah. after the situation. I don't think she would have done that. Yeah. Uh. I'm at probably 60% that it would, no, we'll say 55% that she was in a dissociative fugue, uh, but 5% that she had to get away from her husband because he was dangerous of, of some sort, whether he's definitely or not. a possibility. Yeah. And then didn't take her chat. She didn't the take her rest. Child. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, people, I mean, it seems you know, to me that he was just more concerned with starting over. Maybe he didn't want the kid to you know, hinder that. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest of the percentage is publicity stunt. So like me, 40%. So like, so like, yeah. So like 40% publicity stunt for me. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that maybe her publicists, especially after she was found, probably ran with that and used the publicity it generated making oh, yeah. it bigger mm-hmm. oh yeah absolutely. but i don't think that she intended for it to be that way no at all so this so. has been a really really short episode of paranoia percentage i really hope you guys enjoyed it bye <laughs> <laughs> i'm kaylee i'm rochelle and i'm blake and we were paranoia, paranoia percentage, percentage. <laughs> you can find us on twitter at paranoia percent Tumblr as P-Dubs Podcast and Facebook and Instagram as Paranoia Percentage.